Blog Talk Radio. The world is full of people. Welcome to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood. Happy Halloween to everybody out there. I hope you're being safe out there. We have a very, very packed show tonight. Trump gave the order to have the killer and the founder of ISIS killed. And the number two, is America giving Trump the credit he deserves? Also, the House makes history votes to impeach Donald Trump, or at least move the inquiry along. So we're going to see how that's going to take take shape with everything going on in the country. However, the Democrats and the Republicans are still very, very far apart, sadly. So this is All You Need to Know Radio. Happy Halloween, and it starts right now. Where's all my soul, sisters? Let me hear your flow, sisters. Hey, sister, go, sister, soul, sister, flow. Yeah, 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 yeah
Hinder the women, some mistake us for whores I'm saying, why spend mine when I can spend yours? Disagree? Well, that's you, and I'm sorry I'ma keep playing these cats out like a car I hear she's getting love from the dudes Four badass chicks on the Mulan Hey, sisters, so sisters Better get that dough, sisters Drink wine with diamonds in the glass by the case, the meaning of expensive taste. You wanna hit it, hit it, yeah, yeah. Come on, choke a chocolate. What? Rio, lady, my mojo. One more time, come on. So we the, we wanted you guys to hear um, Lady Marmalade by Little Kim, Pink, Missy Elliott, and uh, God, Maya. Yeah, and that's just one of the most amazing songs, and the video is just incredible. Uh, we're waiting for Copperhead to join us. Uh, don't see him as of yet, so he'll he'll jump on here in a few minutes. So, once again, welcome, guys. Uh, This is All You Need to Know Radio, and I am your host, John Hollywood, and we are tonight going to be talking about Donald Trump, the President of the United States. Um, He had a good day on Sunday, and today, not so much. So, real quick, let's do some housekeeping. Uh, First of all, make sure you follow All You Need to Know Radio on all of our social media pages. Facebook, All You Need to Know Radio, Twitter, All Need to Know Radio, Instagram, where we have just reached over 281,000 followers worldwide. One thing I love about this show, guys, is it's not only heard in uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, it's heard worldwide. People in Switzerland, people in Iran, uh, people in Brazil, I keep getting told. The sponsor of our radio show is the incredible law office of Warwick and Nunn, 972-863-9592, 972-863-9592. Hunter Nunn, ask for him. Almost Warrench, ask for both of them, man. They are amazing. They are take no prisoners in the courtroom, and they will make sure that you understand your rights. They practice in personal injury. So somebody hits you, remember, don't ever sign anything with an insurance agent or, you know, somebody claiming to be from, uh, to sign your rights away because you only have a certain amount of time. I've seen uh, Rainmaker where (laughs) you only have a certain amount of time to uh, file a claim. These guys would make sure that your legal rights were protected. Once again, our sponsors tonight are Warwards and Nunn and have been our sponsors for a while now. And we are so, so excited to have them with us. All right. So um, still don't see Copperhead on. So, guys, we are talking about. Um, all right. I think we just got Copperhead. So let's let's move on to this real quick. And so we have one of the guys from uh, Warwick and Nunn. Which one do we have? Almost is here. How are you, sir? Hi, Almost, my favorite guy in the world. He's so amazing. Um, he told me that just Cop- this morning. And there's Copperhead. Well, there's a different reason that I, yeah, I would say that's Copperhead. But we won't get that direction at this point. <laughs> 
I don't know almost if uh, Hunter told you, but uh, he heard me call uh, Copperhead by a different name, and he was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> no, sir. I, I, I mean, he made me aware that you and him talked this evening, but uh, I, had, I didn't know the contents of the call. Not a problem. Is he not going to be joining us tonight? I believe he will. I just I'm not 100% sure exactly when. Not a problem. So he'll be in. So real quick, uh, tell tell everybody, I was talking about, and don't laugh at me, I don't know if you heard me talking about personal injury, and I've seen the Rainmaker, mm-hmm. and you have to do it in a certain amount of time. Can you go into yep. that a little bit more about your firm? Absolutely. Yes, sir. So um, we handle a variety of different types of claims. We're uh, civil litigators, and both Hunter Nunn and myself have significant trial experience in civil litigation. Um, One of our areas of practice is personal injury. And if you are a plaintiff who has been hurt, if you or a loved one has been hurt or, God forbid, suffered a wrongful death, um, you do have certain things that you need to do to properly make your claim. And um, you are correct, Mr. Uh, John Hollywood, that uh, there is a limited time frame for which you can make your claim. That is two years. That's the statute of limitations. However, um, your claim becomes significantly less good if it is not handled by a competent personal injury attorney at the beginning. And um, personal injury is a very complex field that uh, encompasses medical, legal, uh, factual, uh, often uh, the transportation code is in play, and um, this is not something that you should just trust any lawyer to, especially if you have a serious claim. And so if you or your loved one do have an issue with a personal injury suffered in an automobile accident, slip and fall, and on-the-job injury, something like that, uh, give us a call, 972-863-9592. We also handle other types of civil litigation, uh, real estate, work, and business transactions. Boy, that just that's a commercial right there, my friend. Great job. Hey, man, off the top of my head. Not bad, yeah. huh? Oh, absolutely. That's kind of <laughs> well, no, he just – once again, like I talk about this over and over on this radio show and basically beat people in the head with it. But listen, there are a lot of attorneys out there that take advantage of you, and uh, they'll take more money than they really should get. Or they make you feel mm-hmm. like you're a moron and you don't get what they're talking about. Hunter and Amos, they make you feel like – and they are. They become like family, like friends because they want to make sure that you understand your legal rights. Speaking of, Hunter just joined us. Hunter, say hi to everybody. Hi, John Hollywood. Hi, everybody. So uh, we were talking about your incredible law firm, Take No Prisoners in the court, in, in a Courtroom, and make people feel like they're uh, very comfortable. And almost just did a spectacular commercial that I'm going to have our producers go back and re-record it so we can play it. Uh, off air sometimes so welcome guys these are our best in justice or let me do this right our best in justice and they are the guys are our legal scholars and today you know last sunday donald trump kind of had um a really good day but let's just hear from uh the speaker of the house nancy pelosi who could up end up end up being President Pelosi? Straight from her mouth, and I want comments. Here we go. Beautiful words in our country's history. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, 
establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and to our poster posterity to ordain and establish this Constitution of the United States. It goes on immediately to establish Article I, the legislative branch, Article II, the executive branch, Article III, the judiciary. The genius of the Constitution, a separation of powers, three co-equal branches of government to be a check and balance on each other. And it's to that that we take the oath of office. We gather here on that opening day with our families gathered round to proudly raise our hand to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. And that is exactly what we are doing today. Sadly, this is not any cause for any glee or comfort. This is something that is very solemn, that is something prayerful, and that we have to gather so much information to take us to this next step. Again, this is a solemn occasion. Nobody, I doubt anybody in this place or anybody that you know comes to Congress to take the oath of office, comes to Congress to impeach the President of the United States unless his actions are jeopardizing our honoring our oath of office. So I'm grateful to our committee chairs for all of the careful and thoughtful investigation they have been doing as this inquiry has proceeded. And today, the House takes the next step forward as we establish the procedures for open hearings conducted by the House Intelligence Committee so that the public can see the facts for themselves. This resolution ensures transparency, advancing public disclosure of deposition transcripts and outlining the procedures for the transfer of evidence to the Judiciary Committee to use in its proceedings. Okay, so in a nutshell, they're, they're voting to, or they have voted today with only two descendants of uh, Democrats. And Copperhead, look, I, I sent you, I texted you that information, look that information up real quick, because I, I want to make sure that these cowards' names get out on the air. And we're going to make sure they get some good publicity. But only two, but all Republicans sat with their hands tied behind their backs as they saw evidence of the president violating his oath of office. It those is one of the most. Uh, those are two representatives are uh, Jeff Van du Drew of New Jersey and Colin Peterson of Minnesota. Okay, we're going to remember you guys in 2020, and we'll definitely be putting some information on our website. Um, I'm going to let Almost go first. Almost, um, what did you think about the way that, the, that Speaker Pelosi presented this? It's not a joyous day to impeach the President of the United States, even though the, that the GOP thinks this is what we wanted all along. This is a sad, sad day for our country that we have to do this to someone that is so – but he's so corrupt. I mean – John, regular listeners on the show will know that I frequently complain about Democratic messaging on issues of Trump's criminality and potential impeachment. I am 
happy as a camper over the last couple of weeks from the way Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats have been comporting themselves um, vis-a-vis media narrative uh, surrounding this impeachment. I do think that there are a few little nagging issues about some of the details that could be improved, but I do agree with both you and with her that um, it is a sad day for America, and we should approach this solemnly and with no glee. You know, the fact of the matter is, is impeachment is a political process, and partisans of, on both sides and independents um, will look at this through a political lens, and some people are going to be happy about it. I'm not going to pretend like I didn't have a little bit of a smile on my face when I realized that it was moving forward. However, if you really step back and think of it, it's a sad thing that uh, the country is so divided and so distrusting of one another that um, people would gain joy or glee from the impeachment of the president of the United States, even though I'm guilty of it myself. I do want to say, though, that I think that the smile that you're making isn't because Mm -hmm. Ding Dong the Witch is dead. It's more like the scene from Old Yeller where you have this rabid dog and you know you've got to get rid of it to save your family and to keep yourself safe. And I think that's how a lot of people on on the Democratic side see it is that we have somebody who in office who has rolled us back 40, 60 years on several things that we've tried to be progressive about and at mm-hmm. the detriment of his own country. And it's not we're smiling because, oh, yeah, he's gone. It's more of a safety smile like, OK, maybe we can uh, – somehow make some of this come back, make it... Copperhead, I completely agree with you, and I think that it is appropriate, the feeling that you and I are both feeling, to that our institutions of justice appear to be holding, that we are appearing to starting the difficult process of holding these criminals accountable. Um, and we're not going from one trauma to another about. trauma. Yeah, we're not going from one trauma scene to another trauma scene. We may be able to level out the plane and bring it home, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually posted on uh, – oh, by the way, guys, we also have a brand-new Tumblr page that is exploding, which I'm really excited about. It's putting us – I'll follow it. All of, oh, absolutely. It's, it, it, are you on Tumblr? Then I'll definitely will follow you too uh, yeah. because you're you're – you're all over our page, so you're going to be there too. But the thing is, is that it's in, it, it's just blown up like the people that are following us and that are commenting and making notes. But I put in all caps today, the Democrats did their job, and they followed the Constitution and not the polls. I want to make this very clear. I am not happy with the fact that we are having to do an impeachment inquiry of the sitting president of the United States. But Donald Trump is no average person. This man is out of control. He is acting more like a king and a dictator than what he actually is, is a hired president by the American people. This Mr. is Hollywood, a very you know- sad day for our country, but Trump is not fit to be our president. And I really believe that. We, we talked about this earlier on our previous show today about that Trump came into the office saying that he had no political background. He had no uh, real knowledge of how the polit- pol- political system works, but he was going to run it like a business. 
unfortunately, the only business that he has any sort of success in, in in the recent past is reality TV. And that's all he's doing is making sure that everybody is watching him. And this business that he's running is just one drama after another drama. It's, it might as well be Jersey Shores or The Simple Life because all he does is try to distract us with one with a bigger cliffhanger, with a bigger cliffhanger, with a bigger cliffhanger, and exasperating us until we it's the new norm. But it would, guys, it was the perfect phone call. I mean, <laughs> nobody felt any pressure. I mean, what's the big deal? All I did was say I wanted to check on corruption before I wanted to give money away. That, by the way, what he seems to forget, it's not his fucking money. It's what money that Congress put aside to help a country that was being attacked by one of our adversaries, Russia, which Donald Trump seems to love. I'm sorry. It just makes me angry when I think about it because I don't, I don't know what else has to happen because now you have the Republicans and Laura Ingram, which she is just a lying bitch. I'm just going to be straightforward. She's, it, it's just the way the wind blows is the way she, she, she will, um, she will comment on things. And she actually called one of the generals that actually testified who, who, who served our country a spy. I mean, that's when you know they're Colonel desperate. Vindeman. Yeah. That's when you know they're desperate. No, you and know I, they're desperate when they march their whole party down the staircase because they don't have the 57 representatives sitting in the room for the, the hearings. They have to march the parade down there and beg to get arrested to make a big enough spectacle to distract from what actually needs to be going on. Now, everybody understand that that was all a facade, right? Because they are lying once again. These people lie like they put on underwear if they wear any. Anyway, but the thing is, is that they, they, they've always been in the room. The Democrats, they're holding it behind closed doors because of Donald Trump threatening the whistleblower's life. So and not just the whistleblower, but anyone who speaks out to him at all are automatically in his crosshairs. And it, he purposely endangers people who speak against him. And having these closed-door discussions helps protect some of, the, some of the amenity and some of the uh, people who are behind it. And what they actually say, it, it, it tempers him a little. It tempers Trump from hurting people that he doesn't need to hurt. Okay, so almost. Here's what I would like you to do. Hunter has dropped off. I don't know where he went. I text him. I hope everything's okay with him. Um, mm. But can you do me a huge favor? Can you tell our mm. audience what is the next step with this? Because a lot of people don't understand how this actually works, and this is an inquiry. Yes, sir. I'll do my very best. Thank um, you so much. You have the floor. Yes, sir. So what has occurred is we are moving to the next phase of the impeachment inquiry. We have been in an evidence-gathering phase where the committees, the House Intelligence Committee, the House Judiciary Committee, and the House Oversight Committee were taking closed-door testimony, classified testimony, um, similar to a grand jury investigation in anticipation of an indictment, um, where it is totally normal for that pre for that testimony to be taken in private without a confrontation clause, without cross examination of witnesses, um, just like if you were before a grand jury in a criminal proceeding, and so that's what has been happening, where they've been doing these closed door depositions. Um, 
now what's going to happen is the, today the House of Representatives voted to authorize the rules for which we will proceed with open hearings um, for the impeachment inquiry. And in those open hearings, they um, have certain rules about allowing counsel for the Democrats and for the Republicans on each side will have a pretty significant amount of time to have an attorney that they have chosen rather than a lawmaker um, question witnesses in an open hearing. Um, that's pretty significant. I, your audience may remember the uh, how effective the attorney Barry Burke was in questioning Corey Lewandowski in an open hearing um, approximately a month ago. That same lawyer and other lawyers will have the opportunity under the new House rules that have been approved as of today, um, which, by the way, can be done unilaterally by the Democrats as they control a majority of the seats in the House of Representatives. Elections matter. Register to vote people. Then the Next thing that will happen is there will be this open testimony and subpoenas issued by the entirety of the House of Representatives rather than just the committee in an impeachment inquiry. Um, this is likely to take pretty substantial amounts of time from a um, political perspective that's probably a smart move for Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic leadership. But um, from a procedural perspective, what will be really, really interesting is watching how the Republican attorneys and Republican lawmakers who will have the opportunity to question these witnesses, such as um, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel Vindeman, who testified the other day and has signaled his willingness to testify in an open hearing, and um, Ukrainian diplomat Bill Taylor, who provided testimony in a closed-door deposition and, and is going to testify in an open hearing, and same with people like Snodland and um, uh, Will Morrison, who testified today in closed-door hearings, may be subpoenaed to testify if they choose to um, defy a voluntary request from the House to participate in an open hearing. But and, all and we these just open hearings that really I keep talking quickly. about, all, all the hearings really that I keep quickly, talking about though. will be on TV. Okay? But we have That's to say really quickly. Let me say yes. really quickly, we need to put, take our hats off and give these people a standing ovation for having the mm -hmm. guts and having the uh, what's the guts of uh, what's what I'm looking for. Give somebody give me uh, the patriotism? word. That patriotism. 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 Yes, yeah. my God. Pa they're 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 actually patriots that they're putting their life. They're putting their job. I mean, some of these people still work for the Trump administration. And if you Here's think after this they're going to, they're not. Here's the big thing, too, about this, that every news broadcaster, every interview I've heard so far say this important question. Is the impeachment necessary? Is it necessary to have him impeached when we're less than 12 months away from the next election? Why, won't, why don't we just vote him out? The answer is simple. We're setting a precedence for the president, which means that as far as Trump has pushed it so far, we're going to say, no, you're not supposed to be doing this. So that the next person who comes into office cannot get to this far. We're able to put that stake in the ground and say no more because if we just wait until the next vote, we don't know how much further he's going to go, and that leaves it open-ended for the next 
politician just come in and push it even further. Well, and almost correct me if I'm wrong, but I think 59% is the last vote, the last polls I've seen that not only want Donald Trump impeached, they want him removed from the office. That's um, pretty incredible. I have seen polling that number. high. I've seen polling a little lower than that. Um, the aggregate polling, I believe, is something like 56 or 57 percent. That's um, still that a lot. Mean, <laughs> that, yeah, and you know that's already higher than it was at for Nixon prior to his ultimate resignation when it became apparent that he would be convicted in the trial in the Senate. But we're still but split recall, red and blue. Let, let, let me say something about Nixon and judicial precedent, because uh, David was uh, excuse me, Copperhead was just discussing the uh, aspects of precedent as it applies to the the impeachment proceeding, and um, something that is important. It's important to think about what they're saying and remember what their arguments really mean. And right. today there was an argument made before a judge in a federal court in the trial in the, excuse me it was a hearing in a lawsuit associated with uh, compelling Don McGahn the former White House counsel, counsel to testify to the House Judiciary Committee in regards to the Mueller report remember that thing um, in that hearing today a federal judge had to ask a Department of Justice lawyer this is an attorney paid for by us okay uh, the, the Department of Justice lawyer got asked by the federal judge, do you believe in Marbury v. Madison? Marbury v. Madison is the foundational case that allows the federal courts to be a check on the legislature and the executive branch. If Marbury v. v. Madison doesn't exist, co-equal branches of government, the judiciary has no power. The Constitution fails to exist. And so that question asked today of the DOJ lawyer by the federal judge has serious implications for the rule of law and the nature of the constitutional crisis that we're in right now. Your listeners should be alarmed. The, the Republican Party is advancing incredibly disingenuous and frankly dangerous legal positions on a regular basis. And really stupid positions that have already been ruled it for, is. and they should know better. Mm -hmm. The other problem here is, too, is that when the power shifts, whether we're Democratic now and Republican later, that pendulum will suddenly switch on everybody. What they're clamoring for power now, they'll deny that power for the next person, and it becomes a really vicious circle because they're all sitting there lying to each other about what they really want. Now, my question is – or one of the examples that uh, we, that Hollywood and I were talking about is the fact that you may have three different branches – you have two kind of aggressive branches as far as the executive and legislative laying down the laws and enforcing them, but you also have the judicial who's supposed to be kind of passive, and the fact that the DOJ and the judiciary system has become such weaponized and used to attack the other uh, side of the coin, it becomes, very, it becomes very transparent that it's important who the judges are just as much as it is who the legislatives are and the executive branch are as individuals. And they're going to hold to their individual beliefs, and it's it's troubling, I think, sometimes when personalities and egos get in the way of the Constitution and the law. David, well, it's uh, not Copperhead, you're, you're so correct, country. and they're putting the country you know, over over themselves. They're not they're putting the president over our, over the country, which is the number one thing that you should not do as someone that works for a, the government. 
You work for the American people. You do not work for the President of the United States. The President of the United States is another office that was hired by vote by the American people. But I just don't see how the Republicans are getting away with just doing nothing except bitching. And they're lying through their teeth. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you almost. I'm a little passionate about this. Are you still there? Yeah. Almost? Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Repeat that. I, that's, that's okay. I said, I'm really sorry that I'm in, I interrupted you. I'm just no. very passionate about this because I, mm-hmm. I care so much about this country. I will thank Donald Trump for one thing, which I can't believe mm-hmm. I'm thanking him for something. I know more about how my country works now and the voting and the Congress and all of that than I ever did growing up. And it's yes, important that the younger like people do you know. Mm-hmm. So do you want to stay with us for a little bit, or you want to do your closing argument? L- let me do my closing argument. I've got some other matters to attend to. But um, Absolutely. basically, here is my closing argument. Um, I want to harken back to something that I said earlier tonight, which I think is important to reiterate. Um It is a sad day to impeach the sitting president of the United States, but it is a happy day when the impeachment of this president moves forward because of his lawlessness and the fact that it shows that the rule of law and the power of democracy and individuals to effectuate change still exists in this country. In, in many ways, we are the victims of a coup. You hear the Republican talking point that this impeachment constitutes a coup. That's obnoxious and ridiculous and fails to take into account the results of the 2018 midterm election. Or a lynching. It's not a coup. However, the Republican Party, through money laundering and dirty campaign finance deals – appears to be at least somewhat compromised by the by the government of Russia. That is, in fact, truly a coup. And it is a great thing and a happy thing to see the House of Representatives standing up for the rule of law against those evil powers to hopefully save our country from further degradation and backsliding. And with that, John Hollywood, Copperhead, I think I will say adieu. Almost, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Almost. And with that, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. This is All You Need to Know Radio. Don't touch that dial. Sometimes it goes up on hot summer days, and sometimes it goes down when there's a lot of energy on the grid. But most of the time, it stays right around here. Now, all those other guys, you know, the ones that have been preying on you, your parents, and your neighbors for the past 20 years, they buy electricity at the wholesale price, mark it up, and then sell it to you at a fixed rate. And they don't just mark it up by a little, but by a lot. All the way up here a lot. These are savings that should be going into your pockets. Instead, they pay less while you continue to pay the same fixed rate up here all the time until Gritty can 
we use technology and industry expertise to build a platform that cuts out unnecessary costs and connects you directly to the wholesale price of electricity. There are no markups, no contracts, and no early termination fees. For a monthly membership subscription, you're only charged what it costs to produce and transport your energy. It really is that simple. Go to GoGritty.com to learn more. Hey guys, it's your favorite radio show host, John Hollywood with All You Need to Know Radio. want to give you a number that you need to remember if you have any legal problems. The sponsor of our show, the Law Office of Origin Nunn, 972-863-9592. If you have any problems with personal injury, real estate or businesses, transaction, anything like that, you need to call these rock stars. They are rock stars in the courtroom and they take no prisoners. 972-863-9592. That is Warwards and Nunn, 972-863-9592 or all social media at Warwards and Nunn. Warwards and Nunn, the only name you need to know. They're the best, period. my dream car. It turns out they want me to start next month. She can stay with you to finish your senior year? Of course she can. <laughs> hey, want to drive? Really? Do you think we can do this, Rob? Things will be tight, but... We can make this work. That's great. Here we go. Now. Wait, Grandpa, what about your dream car? This is my dream now. <laughs> Principal, we can help you plan for that. trying to break her down i actually follow her on instagram and first of all she has a hot ass boyfriend don't you think copperhead i would give him, would give him high marks uh, yeah and uh you know one thing i like about him is he does not try to ex- uh, what's the word uh use exploit their relationship exploit yeah. that's the word i'm exploit their relationship uh you know i'm sure Brittany does let him uh do things on her followers and things like that. Well, they definitely have some duet videos together on their YouTube channel and on their Twitter account that are definitely, or Instagram that are, uh, 
showcase the best features of them. I mean, she is in incredible shape. Once again, that song we just came back to was Britney Spears, What You See Is What You Get. And that's what you get with Britney Spears right now. What you see is what you get. You're echoing a little bit, Copperhead. Um, okay, so um, Hunter's okay. Just just so just everybody's – we've got a couple of uh, actually tweets asking what happened with Hunter. <laughs> so uh, he's okay, and uh, that's what everybody needs to know. And so, Copperhead, what did you think about what Almost was saying? I thought that he made some very valid points, and I thought that um, – once again, like he's always really good at doing, he talked about things in a way that the average person would understand him. You know, the Mueller report, and I keep going back to this, the Mueller report was almost 500 pages long. This, uh, what is not a, we need to make sure people understand, it is not a transcript that the White House released, which makes it even worse. Because what they actually released was what they thought would not uh, affect them, and I, I'm okay. That what they thought would still not affect them, and they still put damaging information on it. So, uh, Copperhead, what did you think as far as the things Almost was saying? What I love about those guys, both Hunter and Almost, is is exactly what you said. They make everything simple to understand. Uh, what I, their knowledge base is such a, a great source to pull from. They are able to walk us through the step-by-step, the items that need to happen, the uh, who needs to be speaking and who needs to be, you know, kind of step up to the plate. I think they're kind of our cheerleaders too. Like they want to see this process through. They don't want to see it succeed or fail as far as the impeachment goes, but they want to see the constitution follow the law. And they're such scholars of it that they really, really are excited to kind of see something up close like this. So once again, it's not ding dong, the witch is dead kind of excitement, but to be able to live through some of this and witness firsthand how the Constitution can repair uh, somebody who's corrupt or correct mistakes or balance out the powers. And we don't have a monarchy. We don't have an oligarchy. We have a democracy that actually works and is an example over and over again through the years of what a democracy can be. I think Absolutely. that's what they bring to the table. Hey, listen, uh, we've got a caller. I want to take this call. Hi, caller. Your phone number ends with uh, what is that? 9297. You're on live with John Hollywood and uh, Copperhead with All You Need to Know Radio. Do you want to make a comment on our state on our story? That's cool. Why did you call me? Yeah, I want to hear it. <laughs> You want to hear it? Well, then talk to us. You're live, and millions of people are hearing you. Who are you? <laughs> That's funny. now you're just scaring them off. <laughs> hey, if you uh, last, uh, the only thing we're able to see, guys, is the last four of your uh, telephone number. Nine two nine seven is the last four of your telephone number. If you want to be a part of the show, hang up and call back and press one, which they are just hung up. And uh, we'll be glad to put you on the air. I'd love to hear, uh, you know, what you think. And uh, we'll be looking in to see who that telephone number is, because I wonder if it has anything to do with CA. In any case, we'll move on from that. So, Copperhead, you know, um, w- right now we're going to have um, – we're going to play, you know, because on, besides the fact of the impeachment stuff that's going on, there was a huge – and basically uh, 
a changing event for our country. Donald Trump did issue the order, and our military did take out and kill the founder of ISIS. Uh, the way that this Donald is the Trump actual ISIS for those of you who at home are the real group who was behind the 9/11 bombings. Absolutely, uh, they, they're the ones that used to cut people's heads off on, on TV. What do you mean used to? They still do. They still uh, do it, but they don't. But to take one of their major leaders out and their, his son, and uh, it makes America safer, if nothing else. I don't, I don't support murder by any means or attacks like this on any level. But to be able to sleep sounder at night because we know that one of our our biggest enemies and our our biggest uh, disruptors of peace uh, is is put to down is definitely something to be able to sleep easier about. All right. So we're going to let what was going to happen right now is that we are going to uh, listen to uh, Donald Trump's statement. And then after that, Sergeant Jason Jennings with the arm U S army is going to join us and he's going to tell us what he thinks about how the commander in chief is representing um, the service people, the, the, the service men and women of this country. And uh, he's talked to some comrades, and he's going to give us some really good knowledge, I'm hoping, of everything that happened. So Would you, without this further ado. line information. He's definitely been in these conflicts, and he's definitely seen stuff up close. So for him to be on that side of the coin, we can, it's real easy for us to sit at home and point fingers at the Army and the Navy and the Air Force and say, oh, you guys should have done X, Y, Z. He was there for all of this. That's right. And and here's President Trump. Blog Talk Radio. There's a waiting for the room to settle before he begins. Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is dead. He was the founder and leader of ISIS, the most ruthless and violent terror organization anywhere in the world. The United States has been searching for Baghdadi for many years. Capturing or killing Baghdadi has been the top national security priority of my administration. U.S. Special Operations Forces executed a dangerous and daring nighttime raid in northwestern Syria and accomplished their mission in grand style. The U.S. personnel were incredible. I got to watch much of it. No personnel were lost in the operation, while a large number of Baghdadi's fighters and companions were killed with him. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel, whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. The compound had been cleared by this time, with people either surrendering or being shot and killed. Eleven young children were moved out of the house and are uninjured. The only ones remaining were Baghdadi in the tunnel, and he had dragged three of his young children with him. They were led to certain death. He reached the end of the tunnel as our dogs chased him down. He ignited his vest, killing himself 
and the three children. His body was mutilated by the blast. The tunnel had caved in on it, in addition. But test results gave certain immediate and totally positive identification. It was him. The thug who tried so hard to intimidate others spent his last moments in utter fear, in total panic and dread, terrified of the American forces bearing down on him. We were in the compound for approximately two hours, and after the mission was accomplished, we took highly sensitive material and information from the raid, much having to do with ISIS, origins, future plans, things that we very much want. Test, test. Test. All right, guys. So welcome to All You Need to Know Radio. And um, once again, I'm your host, John Hollywood. That was the president, for now, of the United States talking about the raid that killed the Iris. I'm sorry. Is it Iris or ISIS? ISIS. ISIS. Almighty ISIS. No, ISIS leader and founder. So we thought it was important because I thought the way the president handled the presentation to the, um, the American people about the killing of such an iconic person because this guy did nothing but hate Americans. He devoted his life to wanting to destroy our great country. And I'm a little I'm a, I'm a little taken back, but here we go. We are very lucky to have Sergeant Jason Jennings on the phone with us. And uh, also Copperhead, are you there? I am here. All right. Copperhead, say hello to uh, Sergeant Jennings. Good morning, Sergeant Jennings. Or afternoon. I guess it's afternoon. Sergeant Jennings, would you actually say hello to our audience for me, please, sir? Hello, everyone out there. Thanks for having me on. Okay. Make sure you talk directly Um, into your speaker. Sergeant Jennings is joining us uh, off out of the studio, so I just I want to make sure talk really loud, sir. I really want to make sure that this comes across very well. If you're joining us, gotcha. this is All You Need to Know Radio. I'm your host, John Hollywood, with my co-host, Copperhead. And yes. we have Sergeant Jason's, Jason Jennings on the phone with us of the United States Army to talk about the way Donald Trump – how is the commander-in-chief doing things? First of all, uh, Sergeant Jennings, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, I was a sergeant in, in the Army, United States Army, obviously. I was a first responder to 9-11 at the Pentagon because I was with the old guard during that time frame. From there, I went on to train people in desert combat operations at Fort Irwin. And due to injuries sustained while in the service, which I don't want to go into, I am now basically just doing advisory stuff. <laughs> okay, and that's fine. And so first of all, let me start off uh, thanking you for your service, sir. 
I don't think that's said enough. Absolutely. That was fun for the most part. Oh, and by the way, good afternoon to you too, Copperhead. <laughs> good afternoon. All right. So, how is the Commander in Chief doing, Sergeant Jennings? In my professional opinion and personal opinion, I would say piss poorly, to put it nicely. Elaborate. Uh, elaborate. Um, just in that speech alone, why are you saying things that there's no possible way you can know? How could you know he's whimpering when you're far enough back away that you're not being affected by an explosion? That makes no sense to me. Things like uh, and saying insightful speeches such as like letting them know that we took sensitive intel for that. Why would you put, be putting that out on a national freaking speech? Makes no sense to me. Why would you be saying things such as like one big one for me being a 9-11 first responder? How can you say the Saudi Arabian ones are our friends and they supplied most of the personnel for the 9-11 um, attack at the Pentagon and at the Twin Towers and so forth? These things make no sense to me. As I say, my personal opinion, he's doing a piss-poor job. I could elaborate further, but we'd be here all day. Exactly, but have you talked to any of your comrades uh, or anybody, you know, that you used to serve with? And have you guys had any discussions about how he's making the country look and how he's basically taking this back like 50 years? Yes, I have talked to a few of them, and so far it's been a 50-50 split um, of people being very closely guarded because when you're in the military, you have to keep your opinion to yourself. And some that were very, very adamant about, they are very, very worried about the overall international way of viewing things, especially with soldiers there because the more people get pissed off at our leadership, the more they're going to be pissed off at the representation of that leadership. And soldiers abroad are the first representation of that leadership. So, so they're a little worried. Okay. They are a little worried. So how do you feel about the fact of that we pulled out of, uh, I believe it was Turkey, leaving them high and dry for people to be slaughtered? I've, I, for the very first time, watched our military have people throw things at their vehicle as they were driving off. More than a little disgusted, especially with his reasoning. They didn't help us at Normandy, which they couldn't then because they weren't an actual overall group like that. But the ones that actually went with that cultural part of it there, they did help. So even that reasoning right there was, part of my language, bullshit. So um, in my personal opinion there, I think it's asinine, disgusting, and uh, I wish President Bone Spurs would actually have ever signed up for it so he'd at least know what the hell he was doing. Exactly. Hey, uh, Sergeant Jennings, can you stick around with us for a little bit? We do have to pay some bills, that music, and I think I think you probably like this song anyway. Uh, but this, once again, is All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood, with Copperhead. Make sure, if you'd like to uh, call in, uh, you can call 516-531-9990. We are so blessed, and thank you so much, Sergeant Jennings, for taking a little bit of time with us and talking about how the military feels as a uh, someone who served our country, which once again, thank you for your service. Do you mind sticking around just for a couple more minutes? No problem. Thank you so much. We will be right back, guys. Don't touch that dial. Enjoy this song. 
Guys, it's your favorite radio show host, John Hollywood, with All You Need to Know Radio. Want to give you a number that you need to remember if you have any legal problems. The sponsor of our show, the Law Office of Wards and Nun, 972-863-9592. If you have any problems with personal injury, real estate or businesses, transaction, anything like that, you need to call these rock stars. They are rock stars in the courtroom, and they take no prisoners. 972-863-9592. That is Warwards and Nunn, 972-863-9592, or all social media at Warwards and Nunn. Warwards and Nunn, the only name you need to know. They're the best, period. I think I found my dream car. It turns out they want me to start next month. She can stay with you to finish your senior year? Of course she can. <laughs> hey, wanna drive? Really? Do you think we can do this, Robin? Things will be tight, but we can make this work. That's great. Because he's blatantly violating the oath of his office, 
And I'm just curious as a serviceman, what does that mean to you? It feels like a nation divided, mostly according to, I would almost have to say, their mental state on things. If they don't like something, if someone's going to go up there and be very, very, uh, I guess, moving and following what they're saying, they're going to follow it along. And then even the point of destruction on that one. I like to think of it kind of like the frog in the pot of boiling water. It's boiling right away. It jumps right out, but you heat it up slowly. It'll cook itself. Same principle. And you feel that's what Donald Trump's been doing to the nation as far as just keeps dialing it up and dialing it up, and we just keep acclimating to it? Well, look at everything that's happened that, oh, wait, now it's just another scandal. Oh, wait, now it's just another scandal. Oh, wait, now it's just another scandal. We paid off this person here, or there's, this person gets killed in the cell, or this thing over here happens. Oh, next. I find that we elected exactly who we wanted to as a nation. We wanted somebody who was dynamic and entertaining and from the reality TV world, and he's implying all those tools that he learned from that trade into his presidency, and he does exactly that. He finds out what is the most attractive, the most flashy, the most controversial moments that he can create, and then executes them, says, look at this, and runs away and does the next step. He's always like one step ahead, making the next natural disaster and then blaming it on somebody else. If that's not Why reality like TV. A, yeah. Seems like spinning plates, but the only thing is he doesn't have to keep them spinning just long enough for you to keep looking. Ignore the one right. that fell off over here. I'm spinning more over here. And he keeps our, our heads spinning. Like right. He keeps our heads spinning so much that, you know, like look at this shiny thing over here. No, over here, over here, over here. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of it. I want a president that I can be proud of, like Barack Obama. My God, needless do I say, George W. Bush. Any kind of president that actually doesn't lie with everything that comes out of their mouth. I was taught as a young kid growing up that lying is bad. And I can just imagine what parents are having to say to their kids now that this president lies his ass off every time he opens his mouth. If you had, if you had well, kids, so Sergeant, far, honey. Yeah, if you have kids, Sergeant Jennings, what would you say to your kids about our sitting president? Well, my 16-year-old, I didn't have to say anything to. She was very adamant about where he could stick it. And the 7-year-old just thinks he looks – she's the one who actually said in a quote that his, his neck looks like an ass, but she doesn't look like a butt <laughs> um, in his shirt. And that's all she ever says is, oh, it's a butt guy. That's hilarious. Hey, I want to go back Strangely to the accurate. race. Absolutely. I, mean, I want to go six, back. Six-year-old, no seven-year-old said this. Amazing. <laughs> I know that I told you and Bree used to be on for like five or ten minutes, and we've kept you a little bit longer. But I would like to go back to the raid, if you don't mind. How, how do you yeah. feel like the raid was carried out in your, in your opinion? Um, we actually have been able to now see video, which is on our website, on Facebook, on all of, all of our social media from the – from the air um, is the way that, that the president was talking about it when he was relaying the news to the American people, it was really like it was a game show. It was so despicable and so disgusting. And plus, and he honestly, got the way so he described graphic. it. And yeah. He got exactly. so, it was so gruesome. I mean, I look back to when Osama bin Laden was killed. I'll never forget. I was at a, my best friend's house. The president came on and gave us the news 
But he didn't go into any gory details. I didn't know any of that until I saw the movie Zero Dark Thirty. How do you feel like President Trump handled his address, and do you think the commanding officers on the ground were happy? Honestly, when it comes to them being happy, whether they're happy or not doesn't really matter to their equations here. But what I would say on this is that his the way he said things and calling them losers on that situation there, uh, his, his verbiage, all that, all that would do in any situation, that if I were like, say, an opposition person, for example, looking at it from that point of view, that would not kowtow me. That wouldn't make me afraid. That would just piss me off and make me want to come at you harder. That That's the way those, those words struck me on that one there. It's like, you're really going to be throwing that in their face and picking fights with them when you've already killed their leader. You're just making it there so someone's going to want to fill that void just to come after you. And so now it's once again that reality TV show where he's leaving the cliffhanger and waiting for the you know his his riled enemy to now make their move. So now he gets to sit back and kind of watch the storm unfold in front of him. He uses zero well, tactics. Well, we're getting the one getting shot in the ass. Right. Some people literally. Yeah. Just a little yeah. joke. I'm trying to make a little bit of joke of this, but <laughs> what do you think that his obsession is with President Obama? And the way Obama handled things with the military, because he's constantly to agnosium referring back to President Obama and how he's doing things better. How do how did the troops look at President Obama compared to how they look at President Trump? Is there a comparison at all? To be perfectly honest with you, whereas before if with President Obama, it felt more like we were being charged with more of a diplomatic and in some places weakling, whereas now it feels more like we're I would say more like a three-year-old throwing a temper tantrum whenever he doesn't get his way. And he throws and breaks all the toy soldiers. But in terms of why he keeps referring back to Obama, because I would say it's the ultimate deflection. Well, they did this, so I can do this. He hit me back first. I think there's also that whole... um... Me do think he protests too loudly. I think he agrees too much with what Obama did, and he respects him too much and holds him on a higher caliber. So he feels like he has to tear him down in public to be like, well, no, I don't really agree with him. And it's very much that whole psyche of I'll never be as good as he is, but I'll keep tearing him down until everyone believes that I am. I will agree with that. And it seems kind of like a – almost like a uh, personality Napoleonic complex. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Do you think that his actions and the way he treats our military, he treats our military like they're their own his their his own hitman, like their own his own hit squad. And do you think it, it's affecting people whether they're deciding to join our the forces or not that they want to fight for our country? Because for me, I would not want to fight for this president. Honestly, I do not know on that one. I I wouldn't even be able to gander a guess on this because the problem with that thing about wanting to not want to do it with the way the economy is going, that's some people's only resort. And the worse it kind okay. of gets, the more the enlistment kind of thing goes because that's the way they can go and get out of whatever they're in or pay things off and that kind of stuff. So I'd say it's almost like he's breeding necessity. And back to the raid real quick, the way that they destroyed the entire compound like that, 
do you think that was the right choice for them to do it that way? That that would be, I'd say, a very situational thing, being whatever the tactical situation was on the ground. But I would say I find it highly questionable that he managed to get DNA evidence immediately. How? Especially if you're Literally. blown up in a How? tunnel. And especially if you're supposed to have three children there, how can you tell whose DNA is what? Exactly. Actually, it was two children, by the way. But so even three people. E- that's a, even that's a sadly, <laughs> it's children, period, should not have been included in this at all. But that's oh, what I, makes ISIS so dangerous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I know. <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's but, awful. But that's one thing I wanted to bring it back to in that one is like you're putting out details like that. That's a bold-faced lie. How the hell did you get this? They have a centrifuge in that tunnel? Seriously? Well, and, and you know that the general, the general was uh, interviewed, or uh, maybe it was the commander. I'm probably saying it wrong because I, I apologize, Sergeant Jennings, but I'm not very military uh, inclined. I know enough to be dangerous. Okay, I forgive you. I've dated a couple of military <laughs> people, and I'll say that. <laughs> but the thing is, is that when the commander was going over, you know, the raid uh, at a news conference, and he was specifically asked, did did, did this guy die the way the president said his response was uh that wasn't my understanding or something like but they're not going to lie for the president so i don't get it i don't understand why he thinks people will lie for him like that these people have well, because honor because because a lot of people have lied to him for a long lied for him for a long time I mean, this kellyanne conway is a living proof that people will sell their soul for the lowest common denominator Let's take five-star yeah. General General Kelly. A five-star general gets up and lies to the American people. His legacy is tarnished forever because he was with Donald Trump. Everything Donald Trump touches turns to black – just black dust. It's awful. Um, real quick, i got a quick question for you, Sergeant Jennings. You may or may not be able to answer this. Did you have anything to do with the Osama bin Laden situation? No. Okay, so you, you, I didn't know if you were commenting on it or not. Um, let's uh, see. Go my, ahead. My, uh, one thing I can safely say is I did happen to have a friend who I actually knew from high school who was on the boat that put him in the water. According to him, and he's one of those ones that is a pathological truth teller. He'll tell it even at the point of his own destruction. In the Navy, somehow he made it work. He vouched for the fact that it sure looked like his face when he went under. <laughs> so what do you use the reason you think they put him in the water? I have my own thoughts, but I want to hear what you think as a military person. I would – I don't know. Can he reach – Maybe not land? to – where they could not uh, – he, he wouldn't get the thousand virgins or whatever the hell they believe. And plus he or could – Or they couldn't uh, his, pull him up and be a physical martyr. That's yeah, it. that's, that's what I wanted to do. That's what I thought. Well, do you want to say anything in closing, Copperhead? Do you want to ask uh, Sergeant Jennings any questions? Uh, my biggest question is you've been – you've seen witness Desert Storm, Desert Shield, the Osama bin Laden, and now our current with the Turkey and, and Syria and the Kurds. How do you feel like the, the, they contrast to each other? What's what's similar to you and kind of your feelings about them and what's different about them each time? Desert Storm, Desert Shield, oil-based war. 
the current one here, I think it all started out with another oil-based war. A lot of misinformation on things like that with the whole thing is back from 9-11 onward. And it was entered into the thing without any sort of plan for getting out of it, which every other thing seems to have had. Like every other combat situation we've been in, we've had some sort of plan of egress. How do we get out of it after we've won? This was left for the next person to clean up. Next person couldn't clean it up, and now it's in charge of it with a three-year-old with temper tantrum problem. An awfully big three-year-old. Do you feel like the leadership from the top down? Right. Do you feel like the leadership from the top down has um, suffered? Because it seems like there's a lot more turnover inside of Trump's camp than there's been in previous administrations. Do you feel like that's what's helped shake some of this and make it a weaker conflict than our previous conflicts? Yes, I'd say we're weaker in this conflict on that one because he he drained said swamp and brought in worse creatures into said swamp. Right. This is and we're now in Jurassic Swamp. EPA, for example. Uh no, at this point in time, uh I'd say if you ever saw the movie Riddick where he's up on that planet with all the bubbling water that was poisonous and all that kind of thing there. Right. I go with one of those, with those creatures coming out to zap you. Right. Yeah, I I can kind of agree with that. He does seem to have kind of an opposite day when it comes to and setting up secretaries of his cabinet. Those who should be against it are the ones who are in charge of it. Uh, don't okay. get me started on Devos. <laughs> <laughs> Copperhead, you have anything else? I think I'm good. Hey, uh, Sergeant Jennings, I have one last question for you. It's, uh, the question of the day, actually. Do you believe, as you may or may not know, the House has in, has voted to – basically impeach the president it's called an inquiry and there's a bunch of constitutional things they have to say but uh they pretty much voted to impeach him today do you feel like he is a danger to national security and do you feel like he deserves to be impeached and removed from office that's a multi-part one there i would say danger and this is all your personal opinion Yes, in my personal opinion, danger, hell yes. <laughs> he still has the authority as the president on that one until he's no longer in office to stage war for 30 days without the approval of Congress, and that scares the shit out of me. Um, Not to mention keys to certain the, bombs. The, enough said on that one. Uh, now, in terms of uh, 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 does he deserve to be removed from office, I don't think – Pretty much since he decided to make fun of a disabled person while on campaign, like publicly, like visually mock them in that one, mock a POW, a respected one, in John McCain. Yeah, regardless of whether I respect him as a person or as a politician, he still will serve a person who at least served his country. He has the balls to mock those people there when bone spurs never served, nothing, what? You shouldn't even be in office in the first place, in my opinion. So that's just my yeah, opinion. I think that should be part of the Constitution, that you have to show your medical records. I think they should amend the Constitution to say you should show your medical records. We need to know that you are a sound mind and you are in pretty good health that you can run our country. We need to see you're paying taxes just like every other American has to. You should not be above any of that. What and else so do you think should be part of the basics? Sergeant, uh, as far as a leader that – Qualifications for our leaders. Apparently, you uh, think that military service is definitely quantifiable. What other considerations would you 
feel are mandatory that are missing? Terms of military service, quantifiable but not necessary. necessary. But, some but avoiding it would definitely be. Government is, avoiding it in terms of the cop-out thing there, that would be a definite nail in the coffin. Um, but in terms of that one there, that's a some showing of competence and knowing how the government is actually run, knowing how tariffs work, for example, know how taxation works, understand how health care works. A spoon-fed wannabe billionaire doesn't know any of this stuff. He's never been taught any of this stuff and doesn't and he, have any inclination to learn any of this stuff. And he's definitely taken a lot of pride in saying that he's this renegade, going to change it up and run it like a business, and it's not Four a business. Bankruptcies. Four well, bankruptcies. How many? Yeah, that's not the business I want our country to fall into. Not at all. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, this, this is all stuff that blew my mind. It's like, he's a great businessman for bankruptcies. I know, and how people didn't that. realize that. I just don't I don't get that. Hey, real quick, Sergeant <laughs> Jennings, I I understand you've embarked in a new career. Tell us about that. Well, due to injuries sustained in the army and that kind of thing there, I've had to go with a different pursuit for my I guess creative tendencies and destructive tendencies. So now I'm in a band called Landward Rogues based out of Colorado and think Celtic with a twist kind of music and we have already like over 40 originals right now and we've been playing gigs for the last year so it's been fun so how many gigs have you played this year uh so far I think we just capped out at 70 by the time this year is over with we'll be pushing almost 80 gigs and um you did security for a, a, a band very close to my heart OTEP which is actually how I met you uh, tell me the diff- t- Tell me what you thought about her music and things like that. Because I would think that her kind of music would be the kind of music that military people would work out to because it's got their and all that stuff in it. You know what I mean? Uh, I would describe her music as a kick in the nuts and a kick in the ass and making you want to go and break stuff. <laughs> in, a, in a good way. In a good way. That's very, very accurate. <laughs> Absolutely. And All right. Well, so like I and I will say this also, having met Otep in there, I'm going to say the name there because I will spell that. Uh, badass. Enough said. <laughs> yeah, she loves you to death. She's friend of the show, and we've. Uh, I told her that you were coming on, and she was like, she definitely remembered who you were, Grand Junction. She remembered everything. Oh, so she could. Yeah, exactly. She could not remember the the name of the venue, but she remembered that. Uh, you were quite physical with someone who tried to get close to her, which we greatly appreciated you taking care of our friends to the show. So um, we are going to play one of your songs. Uh, oh, so crap. which song okay. are we going to play? And we're, 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 we're not going to do it right now. We're going to do it in our next, in our next uh, block. But uh, I want you to introduce that song, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay. Say the name, say the name of your band. And say the name of the song and introduce it to America and Sergeant Jennings. Not only are people in America going to hear you, people in Brazil, Switzerland, Iran, people around this country hear All You Need to Know Radio. Wow. Okay. You've got the floor, sir. Take it. Uh, This one that we're going to be doing is uh, 
just a rough one I put together called uh, No Peace. It's just basically about all the things that made me want to join the Army in the first place, so I kind of decided to go with it and write it from there. I just decided to sing this one uh, on my front porch. So this is No Peace by Jason Jennings of Landward Rogues. All right, Sergeant Jennings, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. You're welcome to come back anytime. In fact, with the way all this chaotic stuff is going on, we'll probably have you back soon if that's okay. Definitely awesome to see you. Yep. I'll have right. you come to rant at you guys if you want. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, sir. Thank you again for your service. All right, guys. This is actually the amazing OTEP, Lord of War. This is John Hollywood, your host of All You Need to Know Radio with Copperhead as hey, your yep. co-host. Say hello, Copperhead. How's it going? <laughs> well, how's it going? How the how hell do you think it's going? Be more like, pretty, tell our audience how serious. excited you are. <laughs> Definitely, it's a serious conversation though today. A little bit more uh, direct than we yeah, normally do. It is. It's so good. It was so good, and it was so awesome to have him on here, Sergeant Jason Jennings. Thank you so much for coming on. This is the one and only, the Queen of Metal herself, Ota. <laughs> Jason, a.k.a. Irish, this is my lovely wife, Misty. Hey, everyone. Together with the Landward Rogues. And this is a song I wrote called No Peace about pretty much all the things that got me out of the house and had me join the Army. Pretty self-explanatory, so hope you enjoy. So that is uh, Sergeant Jason Jennings. He's just joined us. And uh, his, the name of his band is um, Land Ward Rogues. Go to Instagram and show him some love. That would be awesome. Also, we'll post his entire song on our social media so you can uh, actually hear the entire song. Now we're going to move to one of my favorite segments. And um, it is the song pick of the week. Copperhead had to step away, but he actually picked this song. And uh, he's been a huge Selena fan. In fact, he turned me on to Selena's music. I've actually never really liked Selena. 
this song I really, really like. And there's a little rumor out there that it has to do with her ex, Justin Bieber. I don't know, though. I think she's so much better without this guy. But anyway, this is our song pick of the week for all you need to know radio. I'm your host, John Hollywood. And this song is going to be Selena's new song called Lose You to Me. Lose You. What is it? Lose You to Love Me. Lose You to Love Me. All right. Lose You to Love Me. And this is our song pick of the week. And everybody out there in America and around the world, it's new, it's different, and it's in your face. And here's Selena, Lose to Love You. You promised the world and I fell for it. I put you first and you adored it. Set first in my forest. And you let it burn. They must kill my chorus. Cause it wasn't yours. Everybody, so that was our song pick of the week. That is Selena. Go and get it on iTunes on Google Play. Also, we want to remind you of friend of the show Ty Herndon, brand new album out called Got It Covered. Go to iTunes, Google Play, and get this get this album. It's one of his best. Now um, we are out of time, and so we're closing our show, of course. And I'm doing it by myself for the first time in a while because Copperhead had to step away. And, you know, Copperhead always says says things that um, make me think. And, you know, when you're doing this kind of show and you reach millions of people like we do, we are so humbled beyond belief. And just so you know, a lot of work goes into these shows for you guys. And I found it really interesting how someone called in. And when we tried to put them on the air, they wouldn't talk. You're always welcome to call in live during the show. It's 516-531-9990. Remember, you can listen to our show on demand on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM Radio, Radio One. Anywhere you can uh, listen to music, we're on demand. And guys, we didn't do anything for that. It's just, once again, you guys making it happen. Remember that we are about to embark on something very sad in our country. No one is celebrating over this. No matter what you hear in the media, no matter what the lying-ass Republicans say, we are not celebrating this. Donald Trump, however, made a statement that has stuck in the crawl of Nancy Pelosi, and that is the Second Amendment gave him the right to do anything he wanted to do 
and no one would hold him accountable. Well, she is proving him wrong. And who knows? We actually could have the first woman president very shortly because Michael Pence is going to be also embroiled in this situation with the Ukraine call. So next week, what will we talk about? God only knows because... It's the world right now of living in the car wreck and the horrific story reality show of Donald Trump. Try to change the channel as much as you can. Make sure you go register to vote. Voting in November of 2020 is going to be so important. So once again, we are out of time. I am your host, John Hollywood, uh, with your host was Copperhead earlier. Make sure you follow us on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr. Uh, you can email us at all you need to know radio at gmail.com. And remember, keep reaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. Don't let no one take your dream away. Good night from Dallas, Texas. We need a change, yeah. So do it today.